Hi, America. I'm Lori, and this is Homeschool Confessions. You guys, welcome to another week in which we listen to Erica laugh. Apparently, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I do an introduction, I feel weird because I'm talking to you. <laughs> we okay. all know who you are. This is Erica. <laughs> I'm on the phone with Erica. We're talking about our week, and it's going to be great because we're in the middle of the winter, and we love winter, and we love the snow, and we love the cold some days. Yep. That's right. We love it all. You know what? It 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 helps us to really appreciate the summer. So this is not so I had something this week that that I was thinking about that kind of hit me and I wanted to share with you and get your thoughts on Erica, but just as a mention about the weather, because the weather is always like a topic of conversation, at least in Maine. Like Mainers love to hate the current weather. Like uh-huh. that is our every thing. day of the and week. I say our <laughs> Like every Mainer, I, it really drives me nuts, actually, when you're like, uh-huh. how are you? And they're like, well, it snowed this week. And you're like, well, we are in February. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, is it was a personal affront on <laughs> you. Maybe you should evaluate the sin in your life. Maybe that's what, well, that's what we owe to all of these below zero temperatures. <laughs> Maybe you should just move south. <laughs> you hate it. Um, but it's just like, I was thinking about, this week about winter in the snow and I like the snow and I don't, I'm always cold all the time. So it has to be like Mm -hmm. 80 degrees for me not to be cold. So I'm just used to being cold. So it doesn't really bother me that it's cold out. Um, But I'm just, as I, as I say this, it's one of the warmer days here and I'm standing in front of the space heater, like (sighs) trying to warm my legs. (laughs) I'm like, this is (laughs) pathetic. It's one of the warmest days we've had in weeks. And I'm like, I'm so good. Um, (sighs) Anyway. So I was thinking about how long it is and how winter seems to last forever. And then I thought, but you know, in the summertime, summer seems to last forever. Now time mm-hmm. flies by. I get it. Like time goes by really fast. You're like, where did that month go? Where did the January month go? Where did the February month go? Like right. it just flew by, right? Like we're already in the middle of February, almost at the end of February. Um, but time goes by fast. But at the same time, it's like, oh, January is really long. Winter is really long. Summer in Maine is really long, but they're really not. It's just that when we're in the middle of them, we just need to learn to appreciate them. And when you enjoy the season you're in, it just seems like it's a long time. Like in February, I have a hard time remembering that it was warm here like six Mm -hmm. months ago. You know, Mm -hmm. but then when it's the middle of July and you're, it's warm outside and we don't have AC, right? So it's those weeks when it's really hot. You're like, yeah. I don't remember it being cold. Like, we right. have such fickle, forgetful minds. Yeah. Like, we just forget the other parts. Like, it will warm yeah. up. It will warm up. In fact, it'll warm up and be so hot that you'll be wondering if it's ever going to be cold again. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's just the way it is. But, and, and there's that having that constant reminder. And I guess that plays into the question I had for you today because this week, as we were doing our, our homeschooling stuff and working through some of our stuff. Some of our schedules were changed and, and um, we were kind of struggling a little bit, but I was thinking about adult friends and mom friends and mm-hmm. how I have mom friends who are, you know, they're the whole spectrum. You've got friends who just got married. You've got friends who got married and have little itty bitty kids. And you've got friends who are in the middle of homeschooling elementary. And you've got friends who were, homeschooling kids about the same age as yours and friends who are like, I have friends whose youngest are 
closer to my older kids age and friends right. and then friends who's you know who you have a lot of friends in the house and so there's like about this, that for a second i, I don't actually <laughs> i have kidding. a lot of acquaintances <laughs> okay. i know a lot of people <laughs> and it's, it's not like you everywhere i go everybody's like do you know erica i do know erica. <laughs> or do you know yeah, Erica's right. family it's erica's family yeah. have you ever met this guy oh yeah i actually know his sister erica <laughs> yeah like you're famous um but we have our friends in all of these different spectrums and when we read in titus the whole idea of the older woman right should should minister or or mentor the younger woman and teach the younger woman i always used to have this image of like the women in their 50s and 60s should be mentoring the women in their 30s and 40s and the women in the 30s and 40s should be mentoring the women in their 20s and you know so on and so forth but Mm-hmm. actually realistically it's like oh as a mother right now who has kids in high school middle school and the end of elementary school like my youngest is getting into middle school he's in he's in elementary school but he's getting into middle school like mm-hmm. i should have mom friends who have just left this stage like they're in the very like the next stage for me is all high schoolers and like the college search and like emptiness syndrome. Right. So I should have mom friends who are in the very next stage and I should have mom friends who are, whose kids are coming into middle school. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and I should have mom friends in other areas, but as far as like the whole mentorship thing, I have friends who have toddlers, but, and I can help them with their toddler and I can try to give them encouragement because there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, one day your toddler is going to be 13. And it's going to be amazing. Um, but at the same time, on an empathy level, I don't 100% remember what it's like to have toddlers. <laughs> like, right. I had them. I parented them. I did the things I did. But right. I, it wasn't like that was just a couple years ago. Like, that was multiple years ago for me at this point. Like, 10 right. years ago. And I remember it but I can't connect with those moms on the same level that I could, you know, when I was just getting out of it, when I was starting to see the light at the tunnel, end of the tunnel. Yeah. Then I, I would, that was the time when I could be the most encouraging for moms of toddlers. Right. Exactly. That makes sense. Do you you see that? So I was thinking about it with you and I, and I was thinking, Oh, or with you and me rather, sorry, that your oldest is like the age of my fourth child. And so it's like, perfect. Like I'm in the very next stage that for right. you. Right. Right. And then I was, and then I was trying to think, do I have a mom friend that I know who's in the next stage that I'm going to be in? And it's like, well, I know one person, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. It's a completely, I thought, I'll bring this up to Erica and see what she thinks. Like, do you have moms who are in that spectrum? Are you looking? I don't have any friends. Within the church. <laughs> when you've got me. No, I, I, Everybody I'm just loves kidding. you, so you don't really have friends. Um, you know, when I first moved here, I met, I, I really was, I, I knew there were people who homeschooled, right? So, like, you always try to look for something you have in common, right? Mm-hmm. So, when we first moved here, my youngest right. was three. So, we were still little, right? And so, I knew people who homeschooled, but most of the people who homeschooled were just, I mean, their oldest was three. So, like, 
you know, it's different, right? So I did kind of, I was in the next stage from them, but I couldn't, we weren't doing things together because we were in different stages, right? Like they had naps and, and nursing babies and, and where I had gone past that. Right. So like we weren't, we weren't necessarily doing things together. We couldn't really relate. Like we weren't getting together to do a homeschool co-op. Like this is, there wasn't kids, my kids age. So, um, and we still run into that. I mean, this is a, this is a large County, but community is very, very, very hard to establish. And so, um, I don't have, I have, I mean, I have family nearby, thankfully, which is awesome because there's a lot of the same ages as my kids, but they're the same ages. So I don't really have, I don't really have actually a lot going on as far as, okay, we can, we, I can look to this person because my kid is about to enter into that or they're in that now. And I've never experienced it, but they have like what you're describing. I don't really have that, but I also think that my view of this has sort of evolved over the years. Um, I mean, like when our kid, I, Basically, like you described our, our circumstances with our kids and their ages, obviously that's been ideal because, I mean, I was on the phone with you about potty training because you had come through potty training, but you weren't that far out of it, right? You, do you remember those years? Right. That's like a long time ago. Did, did, You're still did you not potty training out? your kids, right? <laughs> no, but <laughs> I was thinking, I'm not. wait, she says... You said you had no friends. You just kids through that. And I'm thinking, what am I? Like, hello, I thought we just No, no, no. I was the I next just, step up. No, sorry. I was thinking I was thinking in my immediate vicinity, like gotcha. like where you're, you know, having a pl- well, you know, when your kids are little you have play dates. <laughs> no, right. that's not I live so much, a long, right? I live a, I live a long ways away from you, so it doesn't it doesn't exactly. work that way. Exactly. Right. But yeah. No. So, yeah, so we have, obviously, you and I have these years and years and years. It's been a lot of years. Our kids have grown up, right, like in in the company of each other. And you have obviously been a huge encouragement to me as my kids are entering into the stage that you're just leaving, right? So that's worked out really well. Um, and I think that what we think we need, and I think this is particular to having little kids, what we think mm-hmm. we need when our kids are little is we think we need someone to commiserate with us. Like it's kind of like when you're a young mom of young kids and you're like not getting a lot of sleep and your house is a mess and, and you're just kind of a mess because you're dealing right. with a toddler or you're really like you're, you're going through those hard trenches, right? Um, we, we sort of haphazardly fall into the notion or fall into the, um, ideology that what we need is two things. We need, um, self-care and we need someone to tell us that we need self-care, right? Right, We need permission. Someone needs to give us permission for self-care. Otherwise, exactly. So we seek out, so we seek out moms who also have a screaming toddler or who also are not getting any sleep because their baby's nursing every two hours. We seek that out 
and we sit around and we say, yeah, this sucks. And I'm, I'm just like hard nosed about getting anything done now because I'm justified because I'm tired. Right. Like you kind of get in that sinful sort of place because you're at a weak moment. And so now coming out of that and having, having a little, you know, gained more wisdom over the years and, and godly teaching, it's like, I don't know that we need, we probably need to not be with people that are going through the exact same thing and have that be who we connect with most. So like what you're describing to me is a necessity because the other the other end of that is is the thing that we should avoid. <laughs> Does that make sense at all? Like yeah, rambled. no, it makes sense. So it makes it makes me think of like we're in the middle of February, right? We started out by talking about the weather. Like the right. worst thing I can do right now when I get distressed about the fact that it's cloudy and the snow is melting and it's February and we're in the middle of winter is find somebody else who's totally run down by the weather. Right. Like, and just like it, sit around and drink wine and mope. And mope <laughs> like, about that's it. Right. not exactly. what you should be doing. Right. <laughs> like that, but that's what our, that's what our nature wants to do. Right. That's what our human right. nature, our sin nature wants to do is we want to find somebody else to justify where we are in our bad attitude and like, Oh, right. good, there's somebody else who's going through this. So on one level, you know, it's okay to admit that you're also going through a struggle with that. Right. That's not wrong. Right. But to stay there and to find somebody else who's in that place for you both to just stay there and have a pity party is totally right. not acceptable. Like, that's not what we want to do. What we want is we want to find a mentor who is not, in, and I, I, I don't want to blame the church for this. I think we as Christians have failed to identify that when it says the older woman, and it doesn't just mean the women who are like in their 70s and 80s. But the right. women who are in the very next stage, you know, we need to find somebody who's exactly. there who can say, yeah, you know, where you are is really hard. And I really struggled with yeah. this and this specifically, and you're struggling with this, but, but there's something else going on. Like, this is what, how we can change it. You know, what really helped me get out of this was learning to enjoy the snow, <laughs> you know, like right. just different things, someone to kind of pull us out of it, you know, because what, the further away I find that I get from a certain situation the more, the less empathy I have for somebody who's in that situation, right. which we don't right. want. We want to have empathy, but then we want to be able to pull them out of it. And, you know, I'm, you know, almost I'm a 40 year old, you know, mother of teenagers. And when somebody complains to me that they're, that they have to sleep because their infant isn't sleeping well at night because of all of these things that they're doing with them, I'm kind of, I can come across as mean or I'm just like, mm -hmm what are you talking about? Pull yourself together, put your kid on a schedule and move on. You know? And it's like, right. That's right. not helpful. Yes. They might need to hear that, but they actually need to hear some empathy first in order to, to receive something they might need to hear. You know, like you have to build that yes. relationship and, and I don't have that experience in the, in the near past for me to first start with, Oh yeah, I know what that's like. I do know what that's mm -hmm. like, but I'd have to stop and actually remember what my life was like 15 years ago. That's, that's right. But at the same time, at the same time, wouldn't you say that it's important though, that we don't, that we don't necessarily need to go back to our feelings 16 years ago. We need to actually say, yes, I know that we went through that. I know, like I might not be able to vividly recall the exact emotion and feel that right now to, to be able to empathize with you. But I know that I was there. I know that I felt like you did. 
But now you're coming from a place of godly wisdom to be able to say, I know that that's a really hard stage um, and, and you will get through it and you need to draw close to the Lord and don't let these physical things, don't let these trials um, discourage you, right? So like, it's almost like we don't have to have that direct empathy in order to still be coming from a place of godly wisdom. Like, um, right. Like think about the people that we look at and it's, I mean, I like, I love Elizabeth Elliott. Okay. Like I, I just are really reading her. I find to be really, um, edifying. Um, she only had one child, but she also didn't write any parenting books. You know what I mean? Like she didn't need to write a parenting book. Exactly. And she's aware of that, but she can still say, because, because her eyes are fixed on Christ, she can say to a young mom, that's a really hard stage. Um, but I'm, I want to, I want you to actually look to Christ and not just look at your tiredness right now. Right. She, she has every right to say that. She knows Absolutely. she was there. Mm-hmm. She had a baby. Right. So like, you can say that and give godly wisdom, even if you're vastly different and even if you're far removed. So I think there's really like what, how we started this, like what you were describing with having somebody coming ahead of you, just ahead of you to be able to advise. That's awesome. And that's very much needed um, for sure. But I also think that, that what gives us an abundance of potential godly wisdom is that people who are far removed still have that. If, if they are godly, if they're walking with the Lord, if they're pointing you to Christ, then their advice is worth having. Even if they don't, even if they don't remember how they got their fussy baby to not, you know, right. bite them. Right. <laughs> you and, know? And obviously. And I'm not, and I'm not saying, Oh, you should, you know, you should eschew all of the older wisdom of the older woman. Like that is not what I'm Oh, saying. no, no, no. I didn't think you were. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm, I was just struck this week with the, with sort of the reality of, oh, I need to find somebody who is just ahead of me on my homeschool journey. Mm -hmm. And I need to find somebody who's just behind me because we have been conditioned to either look for somebody who's much older to mentor us, which is great. Mm -hmm. Or to go to people who are our exact same stage and hang right. out with them and do play groups with them or, or co-ops with them. And, and that's really fun and great. But when you're struggling, sometimes you just need somebody who's already done it. Right. Right. And, exactly. And our biblical mandate is that we would also help somebody who's just behind us on the path. Like if I right. like think of Christian and faithful on the journey, right? Like they're together, Mm -hmm. they're helping each other move forward. They're not helping each other stay sitting on a rock in the middle of the trail. Exactly. They're moving. They're, they're continuing the path. So we need to do that. And sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say, and doesn't it feel like, don't you feel like you are obeying Christ when you're having a conversation with someone who is just below you, like who is, whose kids, you know, your kids are beyond that stage, but you were just there. Doesn't it like, it feels like you are walking in obedience to be able to encourage that person. So it's not just a blessing to them. It's a blessing to us. 
right? Right. Which here again, obviously that's the design. <laughs> right. But it also, and it also gives you, which is really cool. It also gives you like this purpose because as you're talking with somebody else about something they're struggling with that you've also struggled with and you're helping them through it, you are reminded that the reason you went through that was so that you could help this other person. Exactly. You know, and so that your normal everyday struggles that you have now, that you're having mm-hmm. now, it's like, oh, I'm learning how to get through these so that I can help somebody else in the, right. in the next few years. Like, there's a reason that I'm struggling, and it's so that I am trained to do what God wants me to do and to help other people who are also going to struggle. Because struggling is going to happen, right? We all struggle. We right. have those difficulties. Exactly. Which what what's really interesting to me about this is when you're looking at like when you think well who is this person who's on the journey right ahead of me or who's in the person who's on the journey just be, journey just behind me like who are these people like how do i find them it's not like oh Lori's 40 so she needs to find a woman who is you know 45 and and uh right and then she needs to find a woman who's 35 it doesn't work that way because for one thing people have children at all different ages like i have a sister in law who is older than I am, whose oldest child is younger than my, than my youngest, you know? Right. And, and so it's like, technically she's actually, she's actually on the journey just behind me. You know, she calls me and we talk about math curriculum choices and reading struggles and, and homeschool things that she's doing. And, and, and those sorts of things, which is really kind of a real neat full circle thing, because when my oldest was born, she was not married and she was, actually living with us. And she was a huge help to me when I had my first child, you know, like Mm -hmm. just, she was a huge help for me because she wasn't married and she didn't have kids. So she had the ability to help me with my one kid, you know, and then now, you know, 17 years later, it's just like, Oh, wow. I get to see her going through a lot of the things I've already gone through and I get to help her sometimes. I don't right. help her all the right. time. Right. And I'm not, I'm not ultimately that huge of a help of her, to her specifically, I don't think, but it's just, it's not an age thing. It's not like, Oh, you know, I can't put a wanted ad out in the paper and be like 40 year old homeschool mom seeking 43 year old homeschool mom. <laughs> that would look really suspect. So yes, I, <laughs> I would yeah, don't do that. Do that. <laughs> That's awesome. No, that's true. I mean, it really is older. Doesn't, I mean, there's a lot of grown people who are very unwise, right? We know this. And it's like, then there's, you meet teenagers. It's like, wow, that, that person just is really mature, you know? Like, so there's, there's just, you have that element of it. So no, I don't, I don't think it is strictly, I don't think it is strictly an age thing, but that is funny. But I would say, I mean, just to sort of, I feel like we're already on a pedestal because like no one can respond. <laughs> we are. <we're> preaching. <laughs> to build my soapbox even higher, I would say that my, um, the one thing that I truly, like it, it, like grieves me to look back on my, on my life as a young, as a young mom with young kids that I allowed myself and it's nobody else's fault, right? I mean, we have a relationship with the Lord and we're either seeking him and submitting to him, or we are seeking after ourselves and what makes us 
you know, feel good about ourselves or we love self-pity. So we sit in self-pity. Like, so when I look back at, at when my kids were real little, I was, I was a basket case. I was stressed constantly, but it was like a secret basket. (laughs) Like I was like super authoritarian. I ran a tight ship. Like, you know what I mean? Like I ran a tight yes. ship, but on it, like mentally and emotionally, I was just like at my wits end constantly because I was trying to keep all appearances of order. And, and I, it wasn't just an appearance. I mean, I had order in the home, but it was also at the cost of my motives were wrong. Right. I didn't want people to think that I didn't discipline my kid. So it was very much like I have to, my kids have to behave perfectly all the time. I don't want them ever to speak ill of my kids. This is all just a pride sin issue, you know? But if, if I could say that the number one mistake I made, relatively speaking, <laughs> um, when my kids were young, is that too often I allowed myself to seek and find other moms with kids the same age And we would sit around and we'd complain about our kids or complain about our husbands and just, just really, it was not good. It was, it was ungood and it, it, ungood. It was not good. And we should have been, I'm going to keep that word. We should (laughs) have um, been admonished. Like if, if we had obeyed the Lord and sought out godly wisdom from people who knew better, who would have pointed us to Christ in all of our struggles, we would have seen the error and they would have said to us, you need to repent. You need to apologize for slandering your husband. You need to apologize for slandering your children, putting them down. Like, and it wasn't like a mean putting down my kids. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know what I mean? But but it's the same when you sit around with your girlfriends and you're like, Oh, two year olds are so hard. They're just so hard and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, they, they are. So give them to the Lord, (laughs) you know? I mean that I just, I think that that, that to me is, is a hard thing to do, but you're a young mom with young kids do not sit in the slough of despond and be okay with it. Right. And, and that's what we're encouraged to do by the world. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and it's, and that's, that's true for anything, right? It's not just like the two-year-old thing, like sitting and complaining about how hard it is to have a two-year-old or how hard it is to have a uh, to to do math with your kid as they're older or how hard it is to mm-hmm. edit your son's paper with him for the 18th time where he still hasn't changed a word that you told him to change like 17 edits right. ago, you know, or how hard it is to live in Maine in February. It's like, you know what doesn't make it easier complaining about it. Like you're not actually solving anything by complaining uh-huh. about the hard things you have to do. <laughs> like, right. It's just so pointless. And some people might say, well, it gets you off your chest and makes you feel better. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. All it does is like spew it out to whoever you're complaining to so that they too can feel bad about it. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't get it off your chest. There's nothing, yeah. you have nothing to get off your chest. And there's one thing to say, right. I'm really struggling with, with um, helping my son do this thing because it's just really hard. You know, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you have for a suggestion for me? And then shut up. 
and let the other person help you figure out how to solve your problem. <laughs> right, exactly. And also go beyond that, right? It's like I was just having a conversation this week um, with someone and it was like, it's not just that we're stuck in this cycle of repentance, like, oh, I spoke bad about my kids again. Oh, sorry. Okay, don't help me not speak bad about my kids. It's like that's like a that's like a hamster wheel. <laughs> like you're right. not gonna go anywhere. You're just gonna keep seeing yourself sinning over and over again. So to fully be in obedience to Christ, we have to not only say, you know, God forgive me for complaining about my children now and then pray blessings on your children, right? Like that's what scripture tells us to do. Pray for those who curse you, right? And it's like our children, you know, when they're little, what are they doing the whole time? It's like, no, (laughs) like no, I don't want to, you know, or I told you to pick that up and you didn't do it. It's like, yeah, there, we need, we need to discipline. We need to be aware of our sin and we need to repent when we speak ill of them or when we find ourselves just complaining, but then we have to go beyond that and we have to be praying for our kids and praying blessings on our kids and, and loving them more in those moments, because that's what pulls us out of that endless cycle of despair. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's so true. That's so true. You know what? We, it's the we are out of time. No, you need to limit I don't your believe you. To 22 we, minutes, we have okay? no- next week i'll uh you just you know you just talk next week and i'll uh you know i'll i'll try to keep it down (laughs) no no it's awesome it's funny because it's like well how many how many friends do you know like oh we call each other every friday and every single friday we run out of time <laughs> like we just talk so long <laughs> there's so much that we can talk about exactly. and learn from each other you know I learn from you and you learn from me like just because yeah. you're technically just behind me on the homeschool journey doesn't mean you don't have things you can't teach me like I learn from you like we're supposed to learn from our fellow our fellow friends and <laughs> it's like hello we don't we don't just shut it off. We have to be open to learning and be humble. Be willing to humble ourselves, right. you know? Yeah. And that includes me. I, I need to be humble and not talk so much. <laughs> it's okay. I'll work out. No. I'll repent and then no. I'll pray for you. I have How no complaints. <laughs> you can ask our listeners if they have complaints about your talking, but I think they'd stop listening <laughs> if they had issues. Um, so what is your, do you have a February tip for us? Like how are we supposed to get through this month together? Like what's something we should do? There's a tip. This is what I tell my kids when they ask for a tip. Here's a tip. Don't spit in the wind. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's not my February tip, okay? Um, Good. Um, gosh, I don't know. Okay, well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. There, I feel like February, along with the dread, sort of that, that deep down sort of I'm sick of winter feeling that we all have, it's also, mm-hmm. I feel like it's ushering in some hope, and I went into the... Um, the garden center here in town uh, the other day and I walked in and behind the counter they had buckets and buckets and buckets of fresh flowers and you could smell them and I was like inching my way toward the back and I was like trying to get closer to them and I was like it smells like life and I like I just wanted like I wanted to pick up soil and just like bury my face in it like you know you have like soil deficiency (laughs) Um, but I think that I think that now we're in the middle of February. It's like, look forward. 
seriously, like we're, we shouldn't be borrowing trouble from tomorrow. We shouldn't be forgetting about today when we're living it. But at the same time, right. We have, we have a God that brings us spring. And so set your eyes on Christ and, and the dirt that's going to emerge from, <laughs> from underneath the snow. Yeah, exactly. Don't, you know, it, it's interesting. So our tendency as homeschool parents might be to take some time and like start to pull out new curriculum things, salvations that are going to save us from this year's mm-hmm. curriculum washes that we made. And it's like, don't do that. We still have months of school left to do. All right. So right. really right pinpoint the things in your school that are going well and do a few things well and don't get bogged down into the into the uh idol of just trying to replace everything um but along those lines you can take that same sort of excitement and intensity that you have that you might want to put into curriculum and put it into your gardening and like the garden's going to be here a lot closer than september (laughs) so you know grow a garden Think about what you can do in the next month. Like what's going to happen in March? What do we need to do now to prepare for it? And as a positive note for that, depending on where you are right now in the United States, you're going to gain like an hour of sunlight this month. We gain over an hour of sunlight in Maine in February. And it's like, I've already noticed it. The other night it was like 510 and the sun was setting. And I was like, whoa, it's after five o'clock and the sun is setting. Like, that's amazing. We got to five o'clock. Exactly. It was exactly. Awesome. That's awesome. And it's almost, it's almost March. So if you start fermenting that cabbage now, you can have some fresh sauerkraut for St. Patty's day. Ooh, go with St. Patrick's beef. day. Mm, that's a great idea. I love St. Patrick's day. Yeah. It's one of my favorite holidays. One. I know it's weird. It's weird, but true. But you guys have a great week. Thanks for joining us and joining our conversation. Enjoy your extra sunlight this week. 